Welcome to Late Night with Lucas Two Blue. I am your host, Lucas. Joined with me this week is Nick Gonzalez, the Hello. studio manager, aka Stonefish. So, uh, Nick, how how has uh, life been? Oh, it's it's been pretty good, it's if been, I do say so myself. Yeah, it's yeah, been can't complain. So you might know Nick. Nick has been on the show a few times uh, before. He's had some cameo appearances during our little talking bits. Um, but uh, he joined me today because uh, Aaron couldn't make it. He had some stuff come up, but that's okay. Uh, we're at college. We have life and stuff happens. Um, but I'm back. I'm not sick anymore. I'm glad to be back. Um, things are good. Things are trucking along. Uh, it is finally like. That third quarter of the semester now, we're finally moving towards a harder working, more focused time of the semester where students are made or break, um, and it's uh, it's a fun time. <laughs> Christmas yeah. is right around the corner. <laughs> Thanksgiving's in a week and a half, so things are coming up. It's real exciting. So, uh, yeah. But tonight's show is on the topic of nostalgic video games. For those of you watching on the live stream right now, you can see I got my little Pokeball right here, uh, which might be talking about that a little bit later. You'll just have to pay attention and listen. Um, but we are doing a really fun show today. Uh, we're going to be taking some calls, uh, and the number is 831-582-3888. Uh, feel free to call in. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but for now, let's play another song. This song is from a game called Hotline. Miami. If you've played this game, it's a beat 'em up game. It's got a really rad, like retro '80s style soundtrack by Scattle. I hope you like this song. This song is called Knock Knock. It's pretty rad. Um, it's bumping. It, it's up and uh, grooving. Uh, but you are listening to, like I said, Late Night with Lucas Two Blue on Otter Media at CSUMB, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show tonight. And here we go. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is Late Night with Lucas Two Blue. Uh, joined with Nick Gonzalez. Uh, hey, sorry, I don't know what's up? There. <laughs> um, we're talking about nostalgic video games, uh, and it's a it's going to be a fun little show. Um, but uh, we want to ask you guys, what are some of your favorite nostalgic video games from your past that you may have played? You can talk about franchises. You can talk about games specifically. We'll be doing a little bit of both later in the show. Um, but that song was Knock Knock by Scattle from the Hotline Miami soundtrack. Um, I'm just going to say what the soundtracks are when it comes to the music this show because there are so many artists on here that are from foreign countries that I do not know how to pronounce their names. I really don't want to butcher them out of respect for them. So I'm just going to say what soundtrack it is. Um, and obviously I wouldn't think they're probably listening to me, but if they are know that I love your music and that's why I chose it tonight. Um, um, but yes, that was knock knock. Scattle is a newer, um, electronic musician. He does a lot of like eight bit 80 synth kind of stuff. Um, but he does some really, really cool stuff, but he did some of the soundtrack for hotline Miami and I believe hotline Miami too. Um, but hotline Miami is a sick game. If you've ever played that game, someone's asking, uh, let's see here. Commenting. We're having some comments through the Instagram. I'm reading that right now. Uh, it is crash bandicoot racing. Uh, I've never played crash bandicoot racing. I played crash bandicoot though. That game's great. I have played neither. Yes. Fun fact. Wii Sports Bowling, another great game. Fantastic. Uh, that I think, one. I think my favorite part of that game is when you're doing like the trial one, where you're like doing the different tests. If you were to uh, roll it onto the giant blue gutter, uh, some of you might know this little Easter egg. There's a little red dot in the background of where the the gutter area is. If you hit that red dot, it just automatically makes all the pins go down, <laughs> which is hilarious. Kind of cheating, but kind of an Easter egg. So it was programmed into the game. I'm not, you know, doing any weird back alley stuff. Um, someone said Galaga. Galaga is a great game Ooh, as well. Fantastic one. But yes, so. uh, going back to Hotline Miami, it is an 80s retro game where you put on an animal mask and you go uh, beat up a bunch of gangsters in Miami and it's the eighties and it's all, all eight bit and stuff. It's really rad. It's violent, but it's fun. Uh, it's a really cool game. I highly recommend it. If you guys haven't played it, you should, if you're interested in beat em up games like that. Anyways, we are taking some phone calls tonight. The number here it is again, eight, three, one, five, eight, two, three, eight, eight, eight. We want to hear you talk to you hear about your favorite video games and it's just going to be a great time yeah um so yes um but that's what's going on we're going to play another song and after this song we will take a phone call the next song that we are playing tonight is from a little game i like to call pokemon mystery dungeon red rescue team and blue rescue team uh my friend uh the guitar hero my internet friend i don't know i actually have met him uh, he remastered some of the soundtracks so they sound like they have better instruments and stuff uh, made with them. But this song specifically is Mount Steel. I highly recommend this track. It's dope. It's hot. It's one of my favorite tracks in the entire game. But that game is loaded with some amazing soundtracks. Um, yes, love the Mystery Dungeon games. They're awesome. And we'll probably be talking about some more Pokemon later. So enjoy Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Mount Steel.
and welcome back to the show, everybody. We have a special uh, phone call from a reoccurring phone call guest. Uh, that is Jacob Hayes. Jacob, what do you want to say to the people out there tonight on Wednesday, November the 11th? Or the 13th, uh, excuse just, me. That's okay. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for having me on, as usual. Uh, yeah, Lucas is awesome. Thank you for for taking my call. Uh, first thing I want to do is I want to shout out Kung Fu Panda. Uh, there is no secret ingredient. Um, means a lot to me. Uh, as for video games, though, I uh, really, I mean, for nostalgia-wise, it's got to be Pokemon Yellow. It's the first game I ever completed all the way through. I mean, just from gameplay, the original 151 for the Pokedex, uh, the soundtrack, everything about the original Pokemon game, Pokemon Yellow, is, uh, has me loving it. So that's got to be my favorite nostalgic video game. Or, uh, yeah, that's that's a great answer. I'm gonna be talking about uh, Pokemon a little bit later in the show, so I will give my full thoughts on that game later. Um, but thank you for calling in. Is there anything you want to say besides <laughs> Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> I mean, just you gotta give your shout outs to the right people, and Kung Fu Panda is definitely one of them. Uh-huh. Um, I think other other video games. I mean, of course, I think you're you have to give some love to the Mario series and all the games that have gone to that. Um, I mean, Mario Galaxy has just fantastic, and also another fantastic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's really great gameplay too. Uh, I think there's just I think what the beautiful thing about video games is that um, they allow you to explore um, a virtual world, a world created by a group of other people, and you get to enjoy it the same way that they do. Um, I think it's a unique way to bring people together, and uh, uh, man, do I love it! So uh, yeah, you have a great show, Lucas, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for calling in, Jacob. Thank you. Absolutely, my friend. You have a good night. You too. All right, bye. And that was a great phone call from Jacob. And we are willing to take more phone calls tonight. Uh, The number again is 831-582-3888. We want to hear from you guys. Talk about some more video games. I think Jacob said it pretty well himself. Um, But yes, we are going to listen to another song. This song is called Scorching Dunes. Sunburn Island from Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Shantae is a really interesting game. I'll talk about it a little bit more in a a couple minutes, but uh, enjoy this song in the meantime. Here it is, Scorching Dunes, Sunburn Islands on uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. I hope you guys enjoy the track as much as I do.
welcome back to the show, everybody. It is, uh, we were just listening to Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. The song was called Scorching Dunes, a.k.a. Sunburn Island. Um, so, Nick, you were just asking me about Shantae. Um, so, Shantae has a pretty long legacy of games that span all the way back to the Game Boy Color, um, surprisingly enough, but it didn't really gain its traction and fan base until later in the late 2000s um, slash uh, early 2010s. Um <clears throat> So it's a Metroidvania style game where it's like puzzles and interesting and you got to you get new abilities as you progress through the game that help you find new areas, get new collectibles, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a really cheeky game. Um, there's really funny like references. The humor is really um, there. It's really colorful. It's very like inspired by like Aladdin and Arabian themes and that sort of stuff. Um, but it's really fun. This game in particular, you are not in your genie powers as Shantae. Um, you are, but you're collecting items uh, for Risky Boots, who is the main one of the main characters of the game. Uh, you're collecting her pirate gear essentially, um, and that pirate gear helps you progress through the game and get different items and that sort of thing. Nice. But yeah, um, I really like this game. It's got really funky soundtracks, really cheeky jokes and stuff. Great writing. Um, but also the boss fights and the collectibles are really fun gameplay mechanic. And it's a really fun speed running game too. Yeah. Um, they, what is the game that their most recent game before? So they're about to release Shantae five, but before Shantae five, there was Shantae half genie, half hero. And that game, um, has multiple different modes that you can play through. You can play through like a speed run mode. You can play through different costume modes and like each one has its own benefits and things. Um, speaking of which, tomorrow is going to be a new LCT episode. If you follow me on social media, there is going to be a Shantae episode. Uh, Ryan and I play um, Shantae, Half Genie, Half Hero. So keep your eyes peeled tomorrow. There's going to be a new LCT episode where we play a little Shantae. It's going to be fun. Um, so, yes, uh, we are going to be taking some more calls tonight. Um, but the number, again, is 831-582-3888. We want to hear your voices. We want to talk to you about some video games but for now, I'm going to switch to another song. So this song is from a game called Persona Q, which I recently started playing, um, which is a 3DS title, which is a somewhat spin-off game of the Persona series. Some of you are familiar from that, playing that on PlayStation and stuff. Um, but Persona Q follows the characters of Persona 4 and Persona 3. Um, so it's kind of an interesting game. Uh, I've been playing it a lot. But this is the opening track called Maze of Life. I really like this song. Um, and uh, I think you'll like it too. Um, so here is Maze of Life from Persona Q soundtrack. Please enjoy this wonderful song.
Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is Late Night with Lucas 2 Blue with your hosts, Nick Gonzalez and Lucas McCormick. We are taking phone calls tonight. The number is 831-582-3888. Feel free to call in. We want to talk about nostalgic video games on the show tonight. Um, But that was a song from Persona Q. Uh, Some of you are familiar with the Persona series. I'm pretty new to it, Um, but it is a JRPG uh, game. They have a lot of different games. Um, There's... The Persona series that's attached to the, um, I think the Shin Megi Tensei series. I may have just butchered that name. Um, but the Persona series is really popular right now. I know Persona 5 is really big and that sort of stuff. Um, but this game is a little spinoff game that's on the 3DS. Um, because I have a 3DS, that's what I will play. Um, but I really like this track when I heard it. And I was like, yeah, I think this is a, this be a good track for the little radio show tonight. Um, but yeah, it's a J- JRPG, pretty typical persona style, uh, monster turn-based kind of JRPG. 
Um, but it's really fun. Um, I've been really enjoying my playthrough of it. And yeah, uh, what what are some of your favorite like JRPGs, uh, Nick? Ooh. Well, what what classifies a JRPG? Because like I'm not very well. Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest. I think Pokemon almost counts as one. Um, yeah, just those kinds of games, like the turn-based stuff with where you have like a team that you have to level up, that sort of thing. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, I could probably only say Pokemon. Right? Pokemon, like that's the probably closest thing that I ever played to a JRPG. Most of the games that really drew my attention was just like really well i mean i i would say like uh just cool worlds and like Mm -hmm. just like cool concepts which i know there are a lot of jrpgs out there Mm -hmm. that have that yeah i just never found them at the right time yeah um, or never crossed paths with that with them so i that's probably why yeah yeah for those of you who are listening that don't understand what a jrpg means so the genre of video games called role-playing games is where you inhabit a character and you go about their lives and interacting and choosing things that will affect your gameplay so the term jrpg means it's a rpg game that was made in japan and developed in japan um that has been ported over to other countries as well um but persona is one of those jrpgs that's very famous and popular Uh, but i know some of my audience probably doesn't understand what jrpg is so i thought i might explain it um so we are taking phone calls again the number is 831-582-3888 feel free to call in for now i'm going to play another song uh by from the soundtrack of jet set radio which is a very famous game um that sega created uh back in the late or early 2000s i think maybe late 90s i'm pretty sure it's early 2000s though um But Jet Set Radio has a really killer soundtrack, and this is one of the tracks. It's called Sneak Man, and it's dope. Um, I hope you guys like it. Enjoy. understand what's going on here.
a break. Give me a break. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, this is Late Night with Lucas 2 Blue with your hosts, Nick and Lucas. Ooh. And we just listened to a little track from Jet Set Radio. If you have heard of the game Jet Set Radio, you know how bumping that soundtrack is. It is hot. It is fat. It is dope. Um, so the composer for Jet Set Radio has a very similar style to like artists like Fatboy Slim and Girl Talk. If you like those artists, I recommend you check out the Jet Set Radio style music. Or if you like Jet Set Radio's music, I recommend checking out Girl Talk um, and stuff. We have a phone caller, so we'll take that phone call right now. Let me get the phone up and going. Who is calling in right now? Oh, this is Jack McCormick calling in. Thank you. Uh, so, Jack, we are asking the question tonight, what is your favorite, like, nostalgic or childhood video game um, that you played? Well, I mean, I have a, a couple. Um, but And one of them that, that last song really reminded me of, which you should, if you're playing video game tracks tonight, you should probably play... Um, from this game, but I think that, I know what you're talking last, about. That last song reminded me a ton of Sonic Genesis. You mean Sonic Rush? Or yeah, Sonic Rush. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Because we played we played both, didn't we? Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. So, but but Rush was like that first game that we had on the Nintendo DS mm-hmm. back in the day, and we used to play that. We used to play that together a lot, mm-hmm. actually. Um. And then, of course, we had our Wii, so Smash Bros, like, always nostalgic, and the yeah. new one's great to have with all the old characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my most nostalgic game of all time would have to be Pokemon Pearl. Nice. Because that was, again, you and I both played together mm-hmm. growing up, and it was my first, like, Pokemon game I had ever had. Mm-hmm. Um so and and it was one of Pokemon's best games. Mm-hmm. I I think. I mean, I think those first three gener or first four generations were the best four by far. 
Um, and, and I think Pearl and Diamond was a really good continuation of the series. And um, it was a great first game to have. And I played it with you. And I played it for a long time. And I think I, I'm pretty sure I still own my original Pearl copy. And you and I, we worked. We had to, like, do yard work to earn enough money to, like, go and get that game. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so we, I, I love that game because mm-hmm. it, it, it does take me back. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling in, Jack. That, that, that was really nice to hear uh, your voice. I will be talking about Pokemon pretty soon, um, as I'm well sure as will. some other games. Um, but yes, a uh, little known secret about the music I just played from Jet Set Radio. It is the same exact composer for both Sonic Rush and Jet Set Radio. So that makes uh, sense <laughs> that yeah, you would recognize it. It's so familiar. Yes. Yeah. You well, should play some of those songs. Those are those are bops. Uh, I might be. You just you just might have to listen. <laughs> All right. Sounds All right. Good. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, and uh, we will talk later. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. Have a nice night. I'll be listening. Yep. Thanks, man. Hmm. All right, and yes, again, that was Jet Set Radio. Um, so I think I said it there, um, but we're gonna move on to our next song. Again, we are gonna take some calls. Um, coming up pretty soon, uh, but I want to play uh, one more little track. Um, we just talked a little bit about Sonic and Sega, and here is a remix of a Sonic track from Sonic Mania. Um, this is from the Mirage Saloon Zone, but this is the CG5 remix. Some of you might know CG5. He is a pretty popular video game remixer out there, as well as creates some of his own original content. He's an EDM producer. He's pretty good. He's a pretty young guy, too, which uh, a little props to him. But yes, this is Mirage uh, Saloon Zone, and I think this track is an absolute bop, almost banger territory. I'll let you decide that. But... Here is Mirage Saloon Zone by CG5 from Sonic Mania Soundtrack.
and welcome back to the show, everybody. It is Late Night with Lucas 2 Blue with your hosts, Nick and Lucas. We are taking phone calls. We are doing the show. It's listening to some video game soundtracks. That was Mirage Saloon Zone from Sonic Mania, the remixed version of by CG5. Um, I really like that song. Um, if you have are interested at all in sonic uh and you like the old style sonic games i recommend sonic mania it's a new game but it's in the old style of the sonic genesis versions of games so like the sonic 1 sonic 2 and sonic and knuckles um so those kinds of games but it's a it's a hot game it's got some really dope soundtracks some remix soundtracks from old games as well as some new um, soundtracks. Mirage Saloon Zone is one of them. Um, but yes, I, I, of course, can't play video game soundtracks without listening to The Goat, which is Sonic. Sonic has some amazing music all across the board. Whether the games are good or bad, they got great music. You cannot deny that fact. Um, but yes, I wanted to talk about that briefly. Um, pretty soon we are going to be taking, uh, our little talk where Nick, uh, a special guest and I will all be talking about, uh, some nostalgic video games at length. So I hope you guys tune in for that. It will be on very soon. Um, but yes, uh, we're going to take, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Nick, what, what's your experience with some of the Sonic games? Uh, honestly, I have never played a single Sonic game. You've never played life. a Sonic game? No. Um, what? I've played on the Sonic map on Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Hell Zone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I never had a console that could play the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when I, yeah, I, the only console I ever really had was an Xbox for a little bit. And then I had my ds and i only really had like mario kart and pokemon diamond for Mm, that gotcha yeah well if you uh are looking for some games to check out sonic it's it's pretty fast speedy boy gotta go fast you gotta go fast gotta be quick yeah some of you may have seen the new trailer for the uh sonic the hedgehog the movie what what did you think about that (laughs) <laughs> Nick, as far as the redesign goes, yes, I'm thoroughly impressed. Yes, it I, looks a lot better. It looks a million <laughs> times better. It actually, it actually looks like a movie that I would consider seeing. Yeah, you know, the yeah. other one. I mean, like the other one was terrifying. Oh yes, and it, it wasn't until this new one came out and that there have been like some side by side comparisons that I realized that it was even more terrifying than it actually was. Yeah. Like, it was absolutely dreadful. It's very uncanny valley. Yes. Yes. No, very much so. Very <laughs> It was but, very weird. But but it looks better now and yeah. I, I'm I'm interested to see what, what the movie holds. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh man. I can't believe you have never played a Sonic game. Nah, I don't know. It just it just never really came around. Most of um I mean a lot of the childhood houses that i'd go to to hang out with friends they yeah. uh, they didn't have i mean it was only like two friends that i'd hang out with like they didn't have video games either in their yeah. house growing up um and like the only the only community video game house was my neighbor down the street and he had a wii yeah um, but it was always smash bros whenever we went over there gotcha yeah the um yeah so sonic has been it, i think there's a sonic game on most 
consoles, I would say, or systems. So you can play. I know I would recommend Mania for a first time Sonic player because mm-hmm. it's got that old style Sonic vibes and kind of gives you the feel of that, mm-hmm. as well as um, it's got more modern uh, mechanics to it, which is nice. Um, and then my personal favorites are like Sonic Rush and um, Sonic Colors, as well as Sonic Generations is pretty good for the Xbox 360 and PS4 oh, nice. or PS3. Um, so those games I highly recommend. I think you can get some on Steam. Um, but yeah, I recommend Mania for a first time Sonic player for sure. Um, but yes, so um, I'm going to play one more short song. Uh, some of you will probably recognize this song. We just talked about it a little bit. Um, but this is the main theme to Super Smash Bros. Brawl, uh, and I it's it's pretty epic. It's very short, but uh, enjoy it. And then when uh, we come back, we will be taking uh, our special guest, as well as uh, Nick and I will be talking about some favorite video games of ours from our past. So get ready, strap in. It's going to be fun. And here is Super Smash Bros. main theme. everybody and welcome back to the show you are listening to late night with lucas 2 blue it is about that time of the night it's around 9 p.m 8 55 uh we are going to be talking about some nostalgic video games and we have a very special guest special guest do you want to uh, say who you are hi there my name is trevor wofford and i'm lucas's buddy this is very true uh trevor and i go way back we've been we knew each other kind of as acquaintances back in grade school um doing soccer teams and choir together but we didn't really become friends until middle school would you say that is accurate trevor 
Um, I mean, I'd really say we became friends like five minutes ago when you begged me to come on the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, me and Lucas go way back. Uh, we found out later how far back. Like, we didn't even, like, you'd say, like, when we did soccer and, like, choir, like, I don't even think we really consciously knew each other that well at that point. Like, maybe we had a conversation or two, but only, like, like you said, like, going into middle school and high school, we really kind of became that solid kind of friendship mm-hmm. so uh trevor would you like to start off the honors of uh maybe talking a little bit about your history with video games as well as your favorite video games and uh w- what video game are you planning on starting with um so the first game that i think i want to talk about is the first game that i ever remember seeing um ever uh, which was Pokemon Gold version on the Game Boy Color. Um, one of my... Uh, I was at my dad's uh, friend's house. He was uh, he had his daughter there, and then I was kind of sitting with some other kids, and we're all clustered around uh, the, the girl, and she's just playing Pokemon Gold on her Game Boy. And there's literally maybe four or five people are all just clustered around looking at this tiny screen. I just remember I was super young at that point. I was maybe like five, six. Uh, and I just remember being like, what is this? And uh, yeah, and then from there I got the game eventually and just fell in love with it. Uh, just a super fun game. I always love going back and playing it and it's just super nostalgic for me. Nice. Well, I, I just got some music going in the background. So what are some of your favorite aspects to uh, Pokemon Gold, and why is it so nostalgic uh, for you? I think I think it's the replayability of it, um, just in the terms of, it, like, like, there's no one way to play that game. Uh, I mean, with any Pokemon game, you can catch whatever you want. Um, but I feel like in that game there was there were so many different like at that point it, it was such a new it was the second expansion to Pokemon so it was everything from the first game but better in my mind um, you're riding the bike around there's there's color there's a ton of different colors the the gyms are also unique um, and then also which I never even realized until I was a lot older that after you beat the game there's a whole second region that you can explore so it's i mean it's twice the size of almost any other pokemon game uh at least in terms of like 16 gyms and i just remember that blowing my mind yeah that's great and what what things do you like personally connect with pokemon gold um the music is a big one uh and it's funny because a decent amount of the music in that is recycled um so they'll have uh like so each city has its own theme mm-hmm. but a lot of times they'll reuse it for a different city um to where so like to each so each city has like a sister city that it's linked to music wise um and i feel like any track from that game i can hear it and i can pinpoint roughly where it is um and it, i don't know it's just that the music really hits me uh and then a lot of the sprite work for it uh, is really good um, in terms of like when you're seeing your like rival Pokemon or things like that. Um, yeah, I just <laughs> a lot in that game. 
That's awesome. Um, I I love the remix of those games. I never played the original um, to its fullest capacity, um, but I really love the Johto um, area, and I love this music as well. Um, you probably can't hear this, but um, I'm playing it very quietly in the background. A little some old soundtracks from the original Gold version. Um, that I thought would compliment you well. And when you were talking about cities, uh, uh, uh city was playing in the background, so I thought that was well, yeah, kind I, of a cool I moment. Really, that's a great theme. Yes. is a good one. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, that's perfect. So, um, what is your second game that you uh, talked to me about? Um, so, the second game is what I imagine... Uh, if I'm recalling correctly, it wasn't the second game I ever saw, but it was the first console game I ever saw. Um, and this was at my cousin's house. Um, he had a... I don't know, actually. No, he had the second one. No, actually, the first. it was one of the first games that I owned. I got a PlayStation um, that my older brother and sister had, and they gave it to me. And on it, it had Spyro the Dragon, like the Space Jam video game, um, and a couple of other ones, but I just completely fell in love with the first Spyro game. Um, looking back, it's so polygonal and doesn't hold up graphically in the slightest, um, but I'd still play that over the remake that they just came out. Gotcha. And why, why do you prefer the original over the remakes? Um, it, again, it kind of comes back to the sounds. I know it's almost on the nose with being a radio show, but uh, a lot of little tiny pieces that I really loved about the original game were lost. Less about the music, because you could replay the old music, um, but just like some of the tiny little sound effects enemies might make um, or things like that. The one that comes to mind, um, there were these little guys covered in metal armor that would like run at you. Uh, and just as they were running, they would just yell at the top of their lungs. And on the PlayStation, it just sounded so funny. Uh, and you'd charge into them, and they would just fall back and be like, Bleh. Yeah. I don't know. Just and they and they didn't have that sound effect in the new remake, and I, I remember being super let down. Um, good. It's still a good game. It's still a good remake, but yeah. like nothing beats the original for me. Gotcha. Very cool. And what what about Spyro? Do you do you like? You have a personal connection to that you really um, dig into. I think the main thing is when I was a kid, I didn't have a memory card. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if everybody anybody remembers but back in the old days games didn't have internal memory neither did consoles so you had to get an additional memory card to plug in i never got a memory card for the playstation and so every time i booted up spyro i had to start from the beginning um and i remember it became my goal to beat the game and it's like you're gonna beat that big of a game in one sitting but i i think i sunk a full day into it at one point and made it to like the second to last world and then just I had to stop I was fried out but like I just remember it was always just this personal goal um, for me to beat it did you ever beat it uh not on the original PlayStation okay. but I found out years later that the PlayStation 3 while not being able to play PlayStation 2 games for some reason they had it being able to play PlayStation 1 games mm. and so I put uh I put Spyro in and it let me create internal memory on the PlayStation. Uh, and so I finally was able to beat the game. Oh, nice. And so was, you did eventually it was, beat it. Yeah, it was, it was super satisfying. I, uh, I got every gem, rescued every dragon in that game, and 
there's like a thing at the end where it lets you fly around like in the kind of like, like free like there's some flying levels but normally you can just glide but it lets you gives you like full flight capability and you fly around this last level and collect all the every gem that you've collected throughout the game once again it's just really fun yeah and for those of you who are listening uh for those of you who are listening can you uh explain to them what like the general story of spyro is okay yeah um so spyro you start out and you're just this little tiny dragon and you're kind of like napping while the other dragons are giving this like interview and uh and they talk about this character who's named nasty north um and i love how they pronounce it in that game they go ganasty ganort um anyway so they they kind of start talking some smack about him mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah he's no threat we we uh we took him down and he's like no threat and then he shoots out this beam and turns all the dragons into these like crystal statues uh and you have to run around rescuing all the dragons by releasing them from the crystal um and just like completing all these levels and it's yeah it's really fun nice uh, i like that thank you thank you for explaining that to me because i uh am not super familiar because i didn't play spyro as a kid um, I mm-hmm. saw that some of my friends did, but I never got into it until um, recently I've been interested in playing it because it's now got the remastered version, which I've been really intrigued to play. Uh, but I take it you would recommend this game, or games. 100%. Uh, they have the, the Spyro remaster, which even though to me nostalgically it's not as good, it's still a great game mm-hmm. uh, to play. Um, you do have to remember that it's, it's basically just a PlayStation 1 game with scaled-up graphics. Yeah. Um, so you can't expect, like, everything, but it's still, in my mind, still holds up as a fun little platformer. Um, kind of a mix between the platformer and, like, a little bit of exploration. Um, but, yeah, overall, pretty great game. Nice. Well, we appreciate you calling in, uh, Trevor. Is there any other games that you wanted to talk about that you didn't um, write down or just some small things that you really enjoyed about general game franchises or games that you're really connected to as a kid or when you're um, younger or maybe even a little bit older <clears throat> um, definitely something that I always think is funny is like when you're nostalgic for a game that you know is really bad mm-hmm. um, like Spyro and Pokemon Gold are good games and I understand why I like them so much because of that Right. but this other game that will always stick in my memory is this really bad PC game called Sim Ant. Um, I have no idea why I owned it. Uh, it wasn't into ants or anything like that. Um, but it was just this game where you run around as this little, like, uh, this little black ar- like ar- little army ant, and you're trying to, like, it's, the gameplay is just dumb. You're, like, you're just running around as this little ant, and uh, you're just trying to find food. And, like, randomly these big spiders will show up and they'll start chasing you down and there's these like enemy red army ants that'll like swarm you but like for no reason at all it just it's stuck in my brain forever nice i don't know i always thought that was so interesting how like i don't know games can just stick with you you know yeah i i'm trying to think of games that i really connected to like that um i remember there were some really bad ports 
of games. Uh, oh, there was really bad ports of the DS versions of the Lego Star Wars games. <laughs> that if I played them now, I probably would like throw a fit because they're so janky. Um, <laughs> but I remember having a lot of fondness playing them, specifically Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy one. Um, but yes, I, I agree that as a kid, you do you look past the jankiness because you just want to play a game. Um, so I like that you had that little anecdote of Sim Ant. Is that what you said? Sim Ant. Yeah, it was it was an ugly game too. Like it was old computer. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. not like some online flash game. It was <laughs> it was on a disc. And it's just ugh. but I don't know. It's it's interesting how. Did you also, like, when you were a kid, if, a, if something happened in a game, like, there was a bug in a game, you just were like, oh, that's how the game is. Yeah. Like, you didn't oh, think yeah. it was a problem, you just thought that was how the game was built, or yeah. something like that? Yeah, definitely. But as an adult, you're like, you immediately are like, yeah, this game sucks. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, like, if you ever went to, like, an arcade or something like that, like, like a Scandia or something, yeah. and, like, a game was, like, a game broke while you were playing it, you were just like, oh, okay. Like, you just moved on. Like, I don't know, I think about that, like, I never, I never even considered, like, oh, I should ask for my money back. I was just like, oh, this one's broken. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, know, again, funny. thank you for calling in, Trevor. Your, your stories were great, um, and your insight onto nostalgic video games were um, uh, awesome to listen to as well. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, and we will hopefully hear from you in the future. Um, for those of you who don't know, Trevor, Ryan, and I uh, have a gaming channel. It's called LCT. You should all go subscribe. Trevor, can you attest to this? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we're still working on it, so we're still trying to make it as perfect as can be, but I think we're doing pretty good. Yep. And if you want any information on that, you can follow me on Instagram and find that there. Um, but yes, thank you for calling in again, Trevor. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a great night, man. You too. Alright, so, I have some questions for you, sir. Oh, that's me. Yes. What's up? So, Nick, you, it is now your turn to talk about your nostalgic video games. What games are you nostalgic for, or franchises of games that you really like? Uh, tell me about that. I'd say probably probably one of the games that hits the hardest for me nostalgia-wise has got to be Pokemon Diamond. Pokemon Diamond? Yeah, that was nice. for sure... Um, that was, so the first video game console that I was ever given, like, just like, like, Hey, this is yours. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, the DS light when it came out. Um, and I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like I have a video game thing mm -hmm. that I can bring with me wherever. And, um, when I got it, I was given the, um, the Lego star Wars original trilogy. Nice. Um, which, looking back on it, yes, that was horrifyingly janky, but I loved it. And then it wasn't until about, like, a m couple months later that I picked out, the f like, the first game that I wanted. Which, that was, like, my first time ever picking out a video game. Mm -hmm. And it was Pokemon Diamond. And, I don't know, just, like, everything about that. Like, the soundtrack, the... Just, like, the mons themselves. Like, I loved the designs that were there and just, like, the colors and, like, every everything was just, like so nice and like i poured a lot of time into that game um unfortunately i don't have the original copy that i owned but i did um eventually get another and i still have that one i've restarted and replayed it a bunch of times over and over 
Um, but that definitely, that game definitely holds a very special place in my heart. Have you played any of the other Pokemon games? Uh, just a few others, not many. I um, I played Pokemon Ruby after. Gotcha. After I played Diamond, um, and then I started Black and White, or I start. I think it was White that I had, um, and then never finished that one. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was just it was mainly Diamond that Diamond. Like, I was just like, yes, I love that. Gotcha. Yeah, so that was a big one. Um, but before any consoles or anything were in my life, a huge thing for me was like CD-ROM games and like flash games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Cause I, I ate those up, man. I loved those. Um, I was really obsessed with dinosaurs when I was younger mm-hmm. and my dad had bought me, um, like from his random Best Buy trips, he'd picked up like three particular there's like three dinosaur cd games i remember in particular mm-hmm. um the one that i remember spending the most time on was called dino island oh i've totally heard of that it was just like this total like polygonal yeah. type looking thing but like you basically like picked an island um you were like supposed to place like a bunch of attractions that w- were there that would bring in guests and then that would earn you money and then you could use that money to like buy dinosaurs and big enclosures for them and then, like, the thing that I loved the most was that there was, like, a fusion chamber thing. Like, you would just, like, pick dude, two dinosaurs that you had, and you could fuse them. And it was totally random on, like, what the fusion would look like. Mm-hmm. So you'd never know what it would be. And I remember just getting some amazingly, ridiculously sick combinations. <laughs> like, I remember getting, um, it was... So it was like a Brachiosaurus, like the the really, really long neck dinosaurs from like the beginning of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. It was like that, but bipedal. So it was walking on two legs and it had like the head of a T-Rex on top, but it was still like a Brachiosaurus size. That's so weird. It was so strange, but I loved it. So that game for sure also. I still have the CD for that back in my house somewhere. So I might boot that up one day, but yeah, I'd say those games for sure. Nice. All right, well, I'm going to dip into my list of Pokemon, or my list of games real quickly. (laughs) Um, So one sec, let me get the music queued up. I'm going to bring the sound up a little bit. This is Traverse Town from Kingdom Hearts, um, which I might talk about a little bit later. But I'm going to switch to a different song right here. Let's turn it up a little bit. That's high. That's real high. Alright, so this is a song from Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, For those of you who don't know, I am a, I'd say, in-the-closet Sonic fan. Um, Some people know that Sonic has a very uh, interesting and ridiculous fan base, and I would definitely consider myself a fan of Sonic. Um, And I love so many things about Sonic. Um, But let me pull up... uh, my I'm gonna put this up real quickly. Sorry, I'm just getting my iPad all queued up and stuff. Um, but because of Sonic, um, I, I love Sonic. He is fast, his games are vibrant, and his music always slaps, like I said. It's always banging. So this song is called Open Your Heart by the band Crush 40. And it was written specifically for Sonic games. Um, the game grumps have coined this term of butt rock, 
um, that is uh, the sonic rock and roll music that gets made for these games, and it's crazy to listen to. They're insane. Um, these games range from Sonic Heroes to Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Generations, all of these really solid Sonic games. But in my past, I've played a few games, and those games are Sonic the Hedgehog, the original, uh, Sonic Generations, Sonic Rush, which I'll talk about, Sonic Rush Adventure, Sonic Colors, and recently Sonic Mania. Um, but I love the Sonic games so much. I love my little blue dude, and I'm really excited for the uh, Sonic movie coming out, and it's just going to be really exciting. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring up Sonic is, so I, my first game thing ever was the Game Boy Color, so I played a lot of Pokemon and stuff as well, as you guys all know. Um, but my first console ever was a uh, used Sega Genesis, and of course it came with Sonic the Hedgehog, the original game. So I remember playing that game the most out of any other console game that I ever had before I had other consoles like I do now, like the Switch and the Wii and stuff. Um, but I remember playing the original Sonic so much, and that game was just so, so rad. Um, and it just it blew me away um, and how epic it was. Just those vibrant colors, Green Hill Zone's amazing track, as well as some other really awesome uh, games and tracks like that. Um, but I, I just love the original game of you're just saving little animals from Eggman's uh, robots and being engines for Eggman's robots. Um, and Eggman's the main enemy of the game, and you're just trying to defeat his contraptions and robots and all that stuff. And you go across these really cool places like Green Hill Zone, Marble Zone, Casino Zone, um, and it's just a fun, fun time. Um, and as you get into the later games, uh, the tracks got even cooler. Um, like I said, when they got into Sonic Adventure later, they got game songs like this, Escape from the City. Some of you know this song. Got places to go, gotta find out my way, go. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> I, had to, I had to play that song a little bit because that's sacrilegious not to play Escape from the City. Um, but uh, yes, I love Sonic so much. And specifically, I'm a huge fan of the games Sonic Rush and Sonic Rush Adventure. So allow me to play uh, a little bit of Sonic Rush's music. Jack was talking about it a little earlier. This is JJ Rocket from Sonic Rush Adventure. It's kind of a bop. Yeah. A little funky, some funky twists. Yeah. Alright, let me let me talk about Sonic Rush a little bit. So Sonic Rush, the plot of the game is Sonic and the new character Blaze the Cat go in search of the chaos and soul emeralds that Eggman is trying to acquire. Um, and in your gameplay, you uh, find yourself going against Eggman and Nega Eggman from a parallel universe um, in order to acquire these uh, rocks to defeat him and become the all-powerful, almighty, special... Uh, Blaze the Cat and superpowered Sonic. Um, and uh, going through these levels was really interesting. So throughout the game, you play as Sonic. You play the whole game through as Sonic. And Sonic has his own kind of flavor and own kind of style tracks. 
and then you get to play through the same game as Blaze, and you intermittently jump back and forth between the two characters. And what I liked about the game was, as you play as the different characters, you play different levels in the same environments, and the music changes slightly depending on who you're playing. So there's like a B-side track for Blaze, and then there's the A-side track for Sonic which is really cool, and you get these like different vibrant tanks on these great tracks like JJ Rocket that you're listening to right now. Um, but as the game goes on, you get to a point where Sonic and Blaze face off against each other because they think they're both the enemy. So they do this big battle in space, I think, um, and it's got this super rad track called Velanova. I recommend you guys go check it out. I didn't save it for the show, but... Um, it's this epic boss fight between Blaze and you, and you go against these awesome boss fights um, with Eggman, and then you finally team up at the end to go against Eggman and Nega Eggman, and it's really awesome and really epic, and the music is super dope. Um, so let me move on to the next song, which is a song called Coral Cave from Sonic Rush Adventure. Let me play a little preview for you a little bit. All right, that is Coral Cave from Sonic Rush Adventure. So following in the story of Sonic Rush, Blaze and Sonic have now been stranded on an island together, and they must work together to uh, get off the island and go against a new uh, two robots as known as Johnny and Whisker who are threatening these tropical islands around you. And as you go through fading up, facing off against all of these robots, it's very similar to Eggman, um, but Johnny and Whisker uh, are these mechanical robots that have dope tracks and also a lot of a huge robot army that you face against. Um, and you go through all these different tropical islands and see these really wacky and crazy enemies and each boss fight's really cool and stuff. Um, and it's just really fun and epic and all that jazz. Um, but like I said, the Sonic Rush series are my favorite games. Uh, Sonic Colors kind of follows in that on the DS as well. Um, but I highly recommend playing Sonic games because they're super fun and they are a part of my childhood. Um, but like I said, soundtracks are awesome. They're amazing. Same <clears throat> composer as uh, Jet Set Radio. So if you like Jet Set Radio, definitely check out Sonic Rush's soundtracks because it's epic. All right. Well, I'm going to pause this song, catch my breath for a second. <laughs> We're going to get into my true favorite video game series of all time, and that is Pokemon. I know we've mentioned it a lot on this show, uh, but Pokemon is my favorite, favorite all-time video game franchise. And I'm going to share um, my Pokemon story in uh, length. So I'm going to play some Pokemon music in the background. This is Coral Cave, but let's go. There we go. We got Gateway Coliseum from Pokemon Battle Revolution. Let's listen to that. Nice. Nice. I love Battle Revolution. Battle Revolution's got some great tracks. So Battle Revolution kind of follows in the Pokemon Stadium 3D um, Pokemon games pre the uh, jump to 3D on the 3DS. A lot of the Pokemon games used to be in 2D, as many of you might remember or recall. But now they are finally on like a full console realized starting on Friday. It's Pokemon Sword and Shield, little shout out. I'm really excited about those games. But I wanna share my Pokemon story real quickly. So my Pokemon story starts like this. When I was really young, my parents let me watch the 
Pokemon anime, and that's what started my journey into loving Pokemon. And I remember asking my parents for a Pokemon game, and one Christmas, they got me a used copy of Pokemon Yellow for the Game Boy Color. I remember sinking so many hours into Pokemon Yellow, basically doing one activity. So as at my young age of, I don't know when, uh, earlier than like four or five, I would say, um, I didn't know how to reset the game. So I was just playing the guy's file before me, which was stuck at the Elite Four, and I didn't know how to get past that at all. So I was always just facing the Elite Four, and I always got beat every single time because my brain didn't comprehend what the different strategies were and all that stuff. So I just kept facing the Elite Four over and over and over again um, with my team, which I'm pretty sure had Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur, and Pikachu on there, and maybe Ninetales and Articuno, I think. Um, but I was playing with someone else's file, so I never actually started my own file because I didn't know. Um, so it wasn't until a little bit later that I actually started playing um, the Pokemon Fire Red, which is the kind of same similar style game um, as Pokemon Yellow, following in the Kanto region, which is the Gen 1 region. And it takes you through uh, a bunch of different stuff. Um, in the Kanto region and this time I actually started with a fresh file um, and my friends the Carpenters helped me out Ian Carpenter has been on the show before called in a couple of times um, but he and his younger brother Aiden helped me play that game um, and I started with my first ever and favorite Pokemon of all time uh, Squirtle which eventually evolved into my favorite Pokemon Blastoise so I got connected through the story of Kanto facing off against Team Rocket and all that stuff and how rad and a super fun journey that was. And eventually I got back to the Elite Four um, on this game, but because again, I didn't really understand how to play the game. I was only training Blastoise and using Zapdos as my like two mains. So I would only go into the Elite Four with those two guys trained um, and I would usually get beat because they had stronger Pokemon and more better strategies than I did. So it took me a long time to really, really beat the Elite Four. But here's the thing. I never beat the Elite Four on Fire Red. Not uh, ever, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. So it wasn't until Gen 4 uh, when I got into Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. I know we mentioned that earlier. Jack mentioned it on the phone call. But Diamond and Pearl was the first game that I bought myself and owned. Um, like Jack and I said, we worked, we did a lot of chores to earn some money and allowance to buy those games. Um, and we played for that for so many hours with friends. My brother and I played it. Um, it was so much fun trading, battling all of the gyms. Here, let me skip to a Pokemon Diamond track. Oh yeah, here we go. Champion Cynthia. Speaking of the Elite Four, um, in the DS version of Pokemon Pearl, Pokemon Diamond, and Pokemon Platinum, you got to face against the incredible Elite Four, which I gotta admit, that Elite Four, even to this day, really stands as one of the strongest Elite Fours I've ever had to go against. And I truly felt like they were a challenge. So my brother and I, we both got the game at the same time, so we were racing to see who we could beat the game first. It was going back and forth and all this stuff. Jack finally got to the Elite Four just before me, but I didn't. it didn't take me long to catch up to him because he was uh, struggling with it as well as I was. Um, so at one point, I remember buckling down and just saying, let's go for it. And I remember going all the way through the Elite Four 
trying my best to defeat every single one. I got past the second one, which is the hardest one for me, which was Bertha. She was ground type. I remember her Hippowdon and the Sandstorm stuff was a struggle every single time. Oh, that was, that was the most annoying thing. But I remember this one time I beat her and then I beat Flint and then I beat Lucian. Flint and Lucian are the fire and psychic type uh, elite four members. I beat them and finally it came down to this guy right here, or should I say girl, Cynthia, the ultimate champion of this game. Uh, Cynthia is a serious challenge. She brought the house down when it came. Her team was so balanced and so wickedly strong that it was a real challenge to fight her. Um, I remember trying so many times to fight her and she's just an incredible team. But I remember this one time I faced Cynthia and I beat her and I won. And it was just such an incredible feeling playing through uh, all of those Pokemon games. Um, this is another champion theme from Black and White 2, Champion Iris. I really enjoy this theme as well. It's got kind of that little Stardust theme in the background. Um, but yes, I remember beating Cynthia and what an incredible feeling it was to finally beat the Elite Four and call myself a Pokemon champion. Um, and it was such an incredible journey and actually beating those games. And I've played every single game since Pokemon uh, Diamond. I remember going and buying Pokemon Emeralds, playing through that, then getting Pokemon Platinum, then getting Pokemon Black and White, then Black and White 2. Then I got, uh, after that, what was it, X and Y. And then after X and Y, I got Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Then Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Moon, and now coming out pretty soon is going to be Sword and Shield, um, which I'm super excited about. Um, but Pokemon has been a part of my life for super long, and I just love specifically Pokemon Diamond a lot, that amazing game and soundtrack. Uh, and I remember back in, uh, they had an epic team that you faced against called Team Galactic, where they would try and catch the Pokemon Dialga, Palkia, or Giratina, whatever game you were playing. Um, but the leader, Cyrus, had this epic theme, and they remixed it in Ultra Sun and Moon when you get to face him again. And here it is. I just want to play a little bit of theme of that. Pretty epic. Epic track from Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, as well as Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. But yes, Pokemon has been a part of my journey for years and years now, and I just really, really enjoy that game so much. It, I've sunk so many hours into all of the games that uh, I could get my hands on, basically. Uh, so much so that a little self-promotion here. I'm going to be playing Pokemon Sword and Shield this weekend on Twitch. So if you guys follow me on Twitter, or not in Twitter, on uh, Instagram, you can see that I have my Twitch link listed there. Um, and I'm going to be playing all weekend long, Friday through Sunday, Pokemon Shield. It's going to be epic. It's going to be tight. You get to experience the journey with me. So if you're interested in that, I recommend following me and uh, joining in that fun experience. Um, that's going to be that game. Um, but yes, Pokemon po Pokemon has been a part of my heart and for a long time. And I always will look back on Pokemon as a huge fondness of my game. And um, there was this hashtag trending on Twitter of thank you, Game Freak. I want to thank you, Game Freak, for all the hard work that you put in your games. And I'm really excited to play your new game um, starting in a couple of days. Um, but with that, I'm going to play another song. And we will take some phone calls after this. Um, I'm going to bring this song down. But we'll take some phone calls after this. Again, the number is 831-582-3888. 
Um, I've really enjoyed it, this experience of talking about nostalgic video games. I have a couple of more great tracks for you to play, but for now, I'm going to play a fantastic track from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Um, this is Gerudo Valley. Please enjoy this wonderful song. It's kind of somebody. It's a vibe. It's a bop. Enjoy it. It's great. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We have a phone call on the line, so I'm going to take that phone call right now. Who is on the line right now? What up, Lucas? This is Ian. Hey, Ian. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Ian, we are asking people tonight, what is your favorite nostalgic video game from your past or your childhood that you really connect to? Um, what is that game for you? Man, it is hard to pick one, which I'm sure everyone struggles with this. Um, and before I give the, the, the video game that I've kind of decided to talk about briefly, I'll, I'll give some quick honorable mentions that have already been mentioned, but um, Legend of Zelda, especially with music and stuff, that was one that we played the heck out of, such great games. 
Um, Pokemon has been talked a lot, specifically Pearl and Diamond, which I would agree are incredible. So many nostalgic memories of even like like you were saying, you and Jack and me and my brothers all playing together at the same time, which mm-hmm. is so fun. Um, so yeah, Pokemon Legends. There's there's a lot of great. You mentioned Sonic Sonic Heroes. We played. Dude, that soundtrack's ridiculous. Yeah. So it, it's it's a say a bop. I'd say there's some bops going back to your first uh, show. Um, but I I've decided on one that I don't think has been talked about as much or uh, maybe at all. But uh, Guitar Hero Three Legends of Rock. Yeah, totally forgot about Guitar Hero. Oh yeah, man. Uh, and I, now, granted, I did. You said childhood. I played this a little when I was a little older. But, childhood man, teenagers kind of counts. Yeah, I was still. A, I'm still a child, really. So I guess uh, it counts. But Guitar Hero: Legends of Rock. This is the one with the Dragon Force song through the fire and the flame. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to face like you eventually like go to some video game like hell and face. Play the Devil Went Down to Georgia against Lou yeah. in like Lou's Inferno. Anyways, there's so many great memories of that game. I I went from, I think I have a lot of nostalgia attached from like I played that I was playing on easy, and eventually worked my way up to like expert and like passed. Probably my favorite moment is when I passed through the fire and the flames on expert, and I it that that game has so much, and we and you played that a little bit. We played that at your house. And oh yeah. Stuff and, that was definitely one that came to mind. It's probably my favorite of childhood. If I couldn't pick Pokemon, I didn't want to pick Pokemon just because everyone. Because everyone's that's such about a staple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, which rightfully so, but yeah. trying to shake it up. I think Guitar Hero is my choice. Yeah, I remember you guys brought that game over, um, and we were playing it, and my parents saw it, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, we have to have this game because it's <laughs> music from our, our when we were young." And I remember my parents that night went out and bought the whole Wii guitar <laughs> set and we played it like through the morning after that it was like super crazy that was super Dude, fun that, yeah the music that was a great because like, parents would be like hey what are you playing it's like you're playing like Pat Benatar or like you know uh, Guns N' Roses and my dad's like whoa that's cool and yeah. eventually got annoyed with all the clicking and stuff but uh, it lasted for a little bit but that's cool I, I remember playing at your guys' house actually that was yeah yeah, it's probably one of my, my better childhood memories. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for calling in, Ian. We'd love to hear uh, you, about your your favorite video games from your past. Um, but we will uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk later. Thank you for calling in this week. Hey, no problem, man. Have a good one. You too. All right, peace. And welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, so yes, that was uh, Gerudo Valley from. Uh, legend of zelda um i love legend of zelda uh, as a whole it's got some great soundtracks but that i think is one of like my top favorite tracks from any game is gerudo valley that little samba kind of feel to it it's just really like interesting and if you've played that game you know that during that song playing you have to like finagle stealth mission your way through this little underground castle thing which is really crazy without getting caught and that was really fun so that music adds a lot of um, urgency and like stealth like feeling to it so I really like that song a lot um, but in the meantime I'm gonna play another song 
this song is from Mario Galaxy. The song is called Egg Planet. Some of you know it. Uh, Koji Kondo made the song. Um, I do know how to pronounce that name because I've heard it multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, but this is from Super Mario Galaxy. Um, I, a shout out to Aiden. You remember you played this game a lot. Um, you showed me how to play this game. But this is Mario Galaxy Egg Planet, which is the first world you go to. So hopefully you guys enjoy this track as much as I do. And again, if you want to call in, the number is 831-582-3888. We'd love to hear from you. But here is Egg Planet by Koji Kondo. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is late night with Lucas Two Blue. Nick had to leave, so it's just me right now. Um, but yes, that was from Mario Galaxy. Some of you probably remember that game from the Nintendo Wii and how exceptional and how colorful and how amazing that soundtrack was and just how orchestral and powerful that is. Um, but I love that soundtrack so much. Both uh, Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2, um, they have just incredible songs. And I really liked Egg Planet. I thought it was like... A perfect track to play because not only has everyone heard that song because they played that game but also it's a incredible track to listen to and it's really fun um but uh with that i yeah so mario galaxy is a great game to play i love it um i keep seeing people texting me right now about 
Um, Mario Galaxy, oh my gosh, totally forgot about that game. So good. And I'm like, yes, I agree. Um, I remember catching all the star bits, facing off against all the bosses. Specifically, my favorite boss from that first game is the giant robot one with the mega star in its head um, that you had to climb up and use the gravity to like jump and get on top of it and all the way to the top and like spin around to break the glass on top. I remember it was like a mega boss or something. I thought it was really dope and really exciting. Um, and working with Rosalina and the Lumas and how cute everything was and adorable um, and just how iconic a Mario fits into that universe of games um, that is Mario Galaxy. But yes, I think I'm going to play another song. Uh, let's see what's next. Oh, the next song. So we're going to go back to 80s style tracks. This is a game called Far Cry 3 blood dragon it was a dlc game um that was a very small part of far cry 3 but this track is hot it's bad but i can't say that that word because uh we have to be clean on this show but it's uh it's very 80s and i think you guys are gonna like it this is the blood dragon theme i hope you guys enjoy it
And welcome back to the show, everybody. That was Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, the Blood Dragon theme by Power Glove. I played him on the show before. Power Glove is great. Power Glove is fantastic synthwave artist. I've talked about him before. But that song is definitely like a bop, almost a banger. Because it's soundtrack territory, it's a little bit mixed, uh, messy. But uh, yes, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, it's a first-person shooter game where you play as the character Rex Power Colt and you fight giant lizards called blood dragons um, and you go against uh, robot AIs and you're a cyborg yourself. Uh, but it's a really cool game. Um, I've played it a little bit. I love that game. I really hope it gets ported to future systems. Um, but Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon is a great game, great soundtrack. Uh, highly recommend it. But uh, for those of you who have been listening to the show, uh, I I am gonna I just have been enjoying the show a lot, um, connecting with old friends, hearing them on the phone, getting to talk to some people. Um, but I will take one more phone call after this next track, and then that's gonna be it. We have one more song after that, and that'll be the end of the show for tonight. So quickly, I'm going to give a couple announcements of what's going on. So like I said, this weekend, I'm going to be streaming on Twitch all weekend long playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, so you can watch my playthrough of that. I'll be connecting with some of you doing some raids, that sort of thing. I'm really excited. It's going to be a good time. As well as uh, coming up, we have the LCT video that's coming out tomorrow. And then if you've subscribed to me and follow me on Patreon, I have a uh, funding page there where you can support this show. You can support any other activities I do like LCT and video game playing stuff on uh, broadcast live. Um, you can support all that stuff that I do uh, on Patreon. So if you follow me on patreon.com slash Lucas2Blue, you can support me there. Um, pretty soon I'm going to be revamping the rewards. So if you get in now, you can get in some early rewards that I'm going to be redoing very soon. So pay attention to that. Um, possibly we might be doing some more stickers in the future. I know that was a big hit last week with the trivia, um, but I think you guys should check on that and check in on the Twitch channel uh, this weekend. It's going to be a fun time as well as follow LCT. Um, but for that, I'm going to play a song that uh, is called Cortina D'Ampezio. Uh, it is a song by Junkie XL and is the soundtrack of a little game that my brother and I used to play called SSX Blur, which was a snowboarding and skiing game where you got to ski around at a bunch of mountains and it played great music and it was a very relaxing game and you did it competitions races half pipe i remember all this stuff jack and i had this on the wii but this is a little uh incentive for jack because i love this song and he loves this song but this is ssx blur cortina Dampezio. i really like this song i hope you enjoy it too um, some of you might remember EA Sports Radio Big, the commentator, but this is one of the tracks that he would play. So I encourage you to listen to this track and enjoy it as much as I do. Here is Cortina D'Ampezio by Junkie XL from SSX Blur. Enjoy.
And welcome back to the show, everyone. That was SS Explorer Cortina D'Ampezio. Uh, that was a really fun song. I love the SSX games. It's super fun to play. Um, but yes, uh, Cortina D'Ampezio, great song. Junkie XL is actually one of my favorite composers of all time, even in movies and video games as well. He has done the Batman v Superman soundtrack. My personal favorite of his is the Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack from the movie. Um, but he's also done some video game soundtracks, including SSX Blur. Um, but I love this game. I think it's super fun. Um, if you've played an SSX game, you know how therapeutic it can be. Just skiing on a mountain and having your character just barrel down hills um it's so fun and just relaxing and um the sxx games always have great music choices to go along with it but yeah what's funny about ssx blur soundtrack is i often hear it played in other places like i've heard it played in a reality tv shows a lot which is really strange and funny but i find that kind of interesting um so to say the least, um, if anyone wants to call in, um, I have another minute before I will play the last song of the night. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to take uh, I want to take another phone call. So the number is eight three one five eight two three eight eight eight. We want to take one more phone call before the end of the night. If you are listening, feel free to call in. Here it is again: eight three one five eight two three eight 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 please call in. We want to talk to you, talk about some nostalgic video games and just a great experience. Um, uh, let me talk about the next track I'll play um, in the meantime. So this is from a video game called Kingdom Hearts, which I did not include in my nostalgic video games, but I would definitely include it. Um, some of you have heard my podcast before and I've talked about, oh, I've got a phone call. Hang on, let me switch to that real quickly. Oh, that was loud. Hello, who is on the phone right now? Uh, it's Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? Pretty good. Um, for those of you who have heard me, I mentioned Ryan a couple times on the show tonight. Uh, Ryan was my first ever podcast guest. Uh, he is also someone who I would consider a best friend. Um, we play a ton of video games together. We've been friends for a long time, ever since middle school. Um, wouldn't you say, Ryan, is there anything you want yeah. to say? Absolutely. Uh, R Ryan, for the audience, who who are you exactly, and what um, is your favorite nostalgic video game? Well, um, I'm Ryan Jordan, mm -hmm. uh, the one and only. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two first names. I... <laughs> <laughs> the the most nostalgic game I can think of is probably the original Doom. Mm. Uh, like just the soundtrack is so different and it's one of the first games i ever really played with uh with no monsters obviously uh anyone listening yeah. wouldn't never play with monsters on as a young child <laughs> that's ridiculous i got you a little soundtrack going in the background from the 2016 doom because that's what i prepared but uh what what about doom is nostalgic for you uh just the fact that it was like one of the first like 3D games, because um, I remember as a kid playing a lot of like 2D games, like a lot of educational stuff, and then suddenly I got a chance to play Doom, and then like just like even though the games I played before probably were more technically superior, something about Doom being like this 3D, you know, game where you just kind of like walk around this environment was just so crazy to me as a kid. I mean, then later finding out about monsters in the game 
uh, <laughs> you know, that, that other part of the combat aspect of the game is just crazy. Mm-hmm. How fast it is for the time and how well it works for computers of that era. Yeah. And when you say the game has aged pretty well as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can still play it and it still works perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, it, it feels just as good today as it did back then. Nice. Well, thank you for calling in, Ryan, and thanks for being my final caller of the night. We ho- Hopefully we can have you on on a future show. If you want to hear more content with Ryan and I, you can listen to the Shantae episode that is airing tomorrow on YouTube, um, on LCT YouTube channel. But uh, we will be posting there, and uh, I'm excited to do more stuff with Ryan. Ryan and I do a lot of stuff together, play a lot of video games together yeah. and stuff. Um, Ryan, do you want to say anything about like LCT before I go? Um, just that... Uh... Well, the C is an important uh, aspect of the name. It's this guy right here. <laughs> Ryan, his username is ComSage, so you can find him on all of his social media as ComSage. Um, but yes, so LCT stands for Lucas2 Blue, ComSage, and Trev Spider 5. Um, but yes, I totally think you should uh, go check that out, and thank you for calling in, Ryan. Yeah. Appreciate it. Have a good night, sir. Yeah, yeah you too. All right, let me end this little track here. So uh, that was Ryan, and this is the end of the night. So I'm going to play my last song, which is from Kingdom Hearts. It is the intro track, which is called Dearly Beloved. Some people will probably know this. It is a great game that combines Final Fantasy and Disney into one plot, and it is crazy but also very fun to play. So here is the most beautiful track from that game, Dearly Beloved. I hope you guys enjoy this track as much as I do. Mm-hmm.